Hello and welcome to 2K Fantasy Premier League podcast. We are on episode 48 and we're looking ahead to game week. I've written 32, but we're looking ahead to game week 31. So I'm certainly getting ahead of myself waiting for that free hit. So Kev, how's the birthday weekend been? Uh, good, man. It's my daughter daughter's birthday today, but it's the long weekend and Easter and all that. The, her actual birthday party was Saturday. Uh, I have to work today. It's It's not a stat holiday or bank holiday what you guys call over there yeah we got that just on friday but it's pretty much dead because all the kids are off school so it's just a weird long weekend but that's just being busy as hell nice and jordy is how, how old is she uh jory is just turned five 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 today so and i got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old and we have another one coming in uh August. I'm just sort of smiling. You're saying actually, absolutely, absolute madness having four kids. But anyway, each their own. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I mean, you, I guess. Well, I mean, you're well and truly outnumbered at that point, right? Yeah, like you just run into weird problems with four kids. Like, for example, we want to come visit the. We're going to come visit the UK this year, but now that we're expecting, we're like, ah, we'll do it next year, just with work yeah. and stuff. And the biggest challenge is, and it's not just going in the UK; it's anywhere. Is renting a fucking car because you of need course, to, yeah. like, even with just the three kids. Uh, like, we have a van here, which is like a seven, eight seater big vehicle. But when you go to the UK, the last time we went, we rented a like van, and it's like just the definition of bigger cars over there is just different. <laughs> it's like so small. Dude. Yeah, yeah, and I like, guess you guys don't have there. big minivans over there, you know. No, not yeah, I can see that. And also, I mean, just my general experience of renting a car abroad is it's a bit hit and miss, right? In the sense of yeah. you, you, you go, Oh, I'll rent this car, and then the one that turns up can be completely different to what you ordered. And it's right. give you it's a fairly broad spectrum. And I can yeah, I can see and because like kids' car seats like take up so much room in the back. You have and two if you have two kids' car seats, you then need a very small child in between them. And the car rental companies just gouge you on uh uh, renting car seats like it's it's the same price as just buying a new one yeah you must just go buy a new one or something that must be what's happening because if you yeah. wanted to rent a car seat from the car rental it's like 200 dollars. like what that's like what it costs to buy one <laughs> it's that's crazy yeah, anyway but yeah you got to think like when i go to england like we're visiting my parents so it's not just like when we went before it was just my two kids before we had our third one and my wife and I, but my parents as well. So there's six of us. Not there's seven. There's gonna be eight of us next time. So I think we just need to. Uh, we'll probably just rent a normal car, and my and we'll just drive my parents' car and that other car. Like drive two cars everywhere. So it's kind of annoying, but that like that's the kind of shit you run into when. It's yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, as I say, you definitely need a a, a, a Jeffrey's mini minibus for when yeah, you come to the UK. <laughs> Jeffrey's on tour, right? There you go. So, as Kev has, as Kev has alluded to, we are recording this on Easter Monday. So, uh, I've had the day off, uh, back at work tomorrow, and um, so for once, all the matches are finished. I know sometimes we sort of pod on a Sunday, and often there's like a Monday game or some midweek games to go. But 
the game week has done and dusted. So me and Kev had plenty of time to think about it. Although I think Kev's been partying all weekend. Um, <laughs> so deadline is a normal deadline. Saturday 15th of April, 11 o'clock UK time. First game is Villa versus Newcastle. So probably not a big one in terms of team news or team leaks and less course like Watkins or like Trippier or someone has got some sort of knock, which we'll find out later in the week. There was European matches this week. So you've got Man City playing tomorrow, Tuesday, Chelsea on Wednesday, and then Manchester United and West Ham playing on Thursday. So quite a few of our few of our assets will be playing during the week. So certainly one to watch out for. And I will start us with clean, those clean sheet odds. So Kev, you can probably guess who is the only team that's got more than fifty percent chance of a clean sheet odd this week. Who, who, who do you think it's going to be? Probably Man City versus Leicester. Correct. 56% at home to Leicester. And then we have four teams in the 40s. We have Tottenham, 48% home to Bournemouth. Man United, 44% away at Forest. Arsenal, also 44% away at West Ham. And then our, our good old friend. Yeah, well, interesting, Forest and West Ham are both 17% chance of keeping a clean sheet. Whereas, you know, at the start of the season, you'd said Man United at Forest or Arsenal at West Ham. Forest is clearly a much easier time. But I guess it goes to show how... Yeah. poorly West Ham have been doing, albeit they have had two out of the last three games as clean sheets, which I can vouch to because I luckily got Zuma and it's done fairly well for me. And then... What, what, uh, what was Crystal Palace versus Southampton? Because I feel like they're a better Crystal Palace now. away at Southampton of 33%. Yeah. Okay. And then the final, to wrap up the 40-odd percent, is Everton 42% home to Fulham. So all we, all we need to get uh, James Tarkowski back in our teams. And I suspect, I mean, I think that probably reflects both Everton are okay at home, but also Fulham have lost a few games in a trot and they're not yeah. as good without Mitrovic. So I think right. that's, that, I think that's starting to play into the odds a little bit. So we might start seeing teams playing Fulham start getting fairly good clean sheet odds going forward. Hmm. Um, sorry if you said, what was Spurs? Uh, 48% at home yeah. to Bournemouth. Okay, that's... Yeah, I guess where I say interesting, I just thought Arsenal and Man United's clean sheet odds would be a bit higher, but whatever. I guess because they're away. It's the way, isn't it? I think yeah. I think you're throwing away. I mean, but obviously, as as we kind of talked about a few times, in some ways, Arsenal are better at keeping clean sheets away from home than exactly. at home because 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 we love being three 0 up and then like letting a random goal in just to blow. I mean, as Man City have been doing all season as well. Yeah. So, team news. Uh, probably going from sort of the least critical teams and sort of wrap up with the most important teams towards the end. Uh, so, start with Spurs, of course. Um, so Poro started again. So I think Royal's not back till game week 35. And I think Loris has now had two games back. Uh, but I don't think we chatted about them on our midweek pods. We've not actually talked about them since they last played. Um, Fulham, Mitrovic is still banned till game week 36. As I kind of mentioned, they've now lost, I think, four league games on the bounce. I think five if you include the FA Cup uh, collapse. Probably the best way to describe it. Uh, Brentford, the usual Tony. I don't think he's going to get this betting ban. It seems to have like disappeared. I think it's sort of got caught with some lawyers somewhere. And exactly. He needs to avoid a yellow in the next two matches. I think he's got two more matches to get that yellow. And if he avoids the yellow, then he won't actually get this two game ban, which we've all been thinking is going to happen. It he's may not happen. He's in the very last game, isn't he? Yes, yeah, so he's got game week 31, and then he's got game week 32. And I think he's once he's through that, I think that's him. He isn't going to get a ban if he avoids that. Um, but yeah, you're probably right, Kev. Um, Lead Rodrigo's off the bench again, which I find a bit odd. Clearly, he's something not right with him because you think he'd be straight back into that team. Right. Um, for West Ham, touched them earlier. They changed three of the back four. 
uh, for their match to go show that there was a bit of rotation in that team. I've written quite a lot of stuff down for... Uh, go for it, Kev. I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm obviously hearing voices in my head. Um, Palace. Sahar might be back by game week 34. Guaita was injured again, and he might be back in game week 34 as well. Eze and Elise started again, and, well, I was, I'm sure everyone saw Elise got a hat-trick. Edward went off with a knock, and I guess we'll talk a bit more about Palace, because their fixtures are really good, even yeah. though they don't double. So maybe a team we'll chat about later on. Pavilla. And we're starting to see a few hamstring injuries. So Bailey went off on 28 with a hamstring injury. It seems to be like the hamstring week. Uh, Cash is, so we will see what happens to him. Cash is due back in game week 32, as is Kamara, the central midfielder, also due back 32. Then Liverpool, Darwin was on the bench again. So they started Salah, Gappo and sort of Jota up front. Van Dijk was back from his illness. But otherwise, it's kind of sort of a normalish team for them. Uh, Diaz is still not fit enough. Uh, and I guess, interestingly, Salah missed the penalty. And there's kind of like talk that Fabinho might take them off him, which may or may not be a factor when we think about getting people looking at getting in Salah or not later on. Um, but Everton, 4.5 million Sims starts, and he got 69 minutes. Partly because Dom Dom Dominic Calvert-Lewin is just, well, he's just not around anymore. And then Patterson got off the bench for three minutes uh, Bueno is back on the bench for Wolves. Well, I think he played the previous game, but he didn't. He didn't get off the bench this week. Southampton, Forest, Bournemouth. I don't have anything to say about them. Leicester. So I'd written down that Marsh was set to be the new manager, right. but that looks like overnight that's not happening. Similar to how we almost went to Southampton, and then it just sort of faded away. So now, if you remember the guy Dean Smith, the old Villa guy, yeah. I think he's been like Norwich or something. He's now linked to the job. So well, he's so already there. agreed, apparently. Well, that's what they said about Marsh as well. So I'll kind of wait right. till it's signed. But yeah, not it sounds like Dean. It sounds like, Dean, but I think you're right. I think Dean Smith looks the most likely at this stage. Um, Barnes is off injured with a, what looks like a hamstring injury. Um, Vardy started again, although he was replaced on 58, and Everson kept his place. Uh, for Chelsea, I'm sure you all saw that Lampard was back, so he decided to bench Chilwell to annoy us all. Um, Mount <laughs> was out with the squad with some sort of injury, and Sterling started. And they've got a few teams to go. Arsenal, Saka was back after his illness. It was kind of what we expected. There's still no Saliba. Sort of, Arteta kind of hinted that he might be around, but he wasn't. And Trossard was the one that, that didn't that missed out, which is kind of what we expected. Uh, for Man City, you probably noticed that Erling Haaland started and played 68 minutes. Looked very good. Foden is due back this game week. So let's see what happens. I think we missed this in last game week. So Stone started in midfield again. But the downside is he got subbed off after 55 minutes, which was probably very annoying if anyone got him in on the basis he was sort of playing a bit out of position. Mars was also subbed off on like 56 or 55 minutes. Alvarez back on the bench. And then there was some interesting talk about Kyle Walker in the press where Pep said he doesn't suit Pep's new system, although he did bring him on for Stones. Uh, but I think that's when they reverted back to sort of a system that Walker can play. But he obviously can't play the system where... The fullbacks basically playing midfield is kind of what he was saying. For Brighton, Steele still starting. I kind of think that's a thing now. I think he is number one there now. Uh, so anyone that got him, yeah, great value. And I think he'll be good for the rest of the season. Uh, Ferguson got benched for Welbeck. So it looks like those two are kind of like starting alternative games now. I think it makes Ferguson more of a, a problem if you want to get him in. Uh, lots of stuff written down for Newcastle. So Almeida wants to out to game week 34. So Maximum is out of the squad with a hamstring injury. I guess he's that guy's always injured. Um, 
there was a bit of bit of um press around Gordon. So Anthony Gordon came on at half time, then he went off a ninety-fifth minute and he was he was visibly upset and a bit and a bit bit of a tantrum. So interesting to see what happens there. But I suspect he's just gonna get a bit of a slap on the wrist. I know there was some rumors on Twitter being banned. He was training with the under twenty ones for the rest of the season, but I can't believe that would be true because that seems a bit of an overreaction to me. Mock account or something, isn't it? Yeah, it can't be true that anyway. It just it seems an overreaction, but let's see how that plays through. Uh, but Bruno G said that he's been playing through some sort of issue. If you remember, he was out for a couple of games. It sounds like he's still got a bit of a knock somewhere. Um, so uh, interesting to see how that all plays through because that might create a bit of an option. I'm, I'm not really sure who's going to play these attacking places, but what he did say is that so Wilson came on at half time, played along, played with Isaac. Although I think Isaac actually sort of went number ten, but he did suggest he wasn't going to play them together that often. So let's see how that plays out. But I think that means, yeah, I think there's there's a bit of uncertainty about who's playing for Newcastle. Is kind of my takeaway from that. And then for Manchester United, if, in case you missed it, Rashford went off injured with the, what looked like a hamstring injury. We'll talk about that in the second part because the big question is, do you replace him, yes or no? And as we're talking now, there wasn't any rumours of what that sort of scan's going to show. But because they're playing in midweek, we will get at least two press conferences, well, at least one press conference and maybe half a press conference before the weekend. So I'm pretty certain the rumours will come out of how long he's out uh, fairly soon. Casemiro is back this game week. Uh, Shaw was out as we expected. He's gonna be play- he was replaced by Malesia. And just to go show that he is rotating a few players and he has moaned, you know, not moaned, that's probably unfair, but he's talked, you know, um, Eric Ten Hag has talked a lot about the amount of games Man United have got because of all the cup competitions. And you saw Maguire and uh, Wan-Bissaka coming for Ran and Dallow. I think it just means a lot of their players are up for rotation risk, particularly when they're, you know, juggling on three fronts. So that's something I want to say on team news. Kev, anything I've missed you, you want to mention? No. Okay. Um, can you take us through captain for, uh, for the week, Kev? Yeah, sure. Mm, Holland. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I... You're going to captain Kane versus Bournemouth over Holland. Bournemouth aren't even that bad right now. Yeah, I mean, I think. If like, you don't, okay, cap- if Holland got injured or something, who would you captain? Mm-hmm. I, I actually have my vice on Bruno. I've but... got my vice on Kane. I, I think I would yeah. captain Kane. Yeah. And the reason being is that Kane isn't playing in the week, whereas Fernandez is. I think if Rashford was injured, Casemiro's back. I'd probably punt on Bruno this week. He's okay. Very. I'm gonna when I I can do. Uh, do you want me to do my little like surprise XGXA stuff for the week? Yeah, go for it. Which I don't know why I said that with Bruno because he's not actually. It's a, he he had decent stats. He's not like leading XG or anything, but his stats were like four shots. Uh, sorry, six. Sh- no, four shots, six key passes, like point four five XG and like point eight XA. He had like a really good game, and he was playing deep. But the second <clears throat> Rashford came off. Uh, he went up into an attacking position. He was just getting a ton of chances. And I was just thinking, like, fuck, he's probably going to be the biggest beneficiary if Rashford's out. And I, I just think, like, when Casemiro was not... Uh, sorry, when Casemiro, when Casemiro had that previous red card, Rashford's stats were just fine. 
Like he was scoring in every game. Casemiro wasn't there. Didn't impact him, but I noticed it did impact all of Bruno's stats. And then again, this time Casemiro's out and he didn't really get any returns, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think I th you, you have Bruno as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the folks like yourself and myself and anyone else that did that sack at a Bruno hit for the double game week, a lot of people, I think some people held back on it. Uh, but it actually worked out really well because uh, he outscored Saka by five points over the over twenty nine and thirty. So you're so like it, it worked. It was not only did you was it worth it uh, pay back the hit, but we got an extra point. Whoop de doo! But it still paid off, and neither performed. Uh, so nobody's like excited about Bruno right now. So I I don't see the same amount of people bringing him in that were planning on bringing him in for these upcoming doubles and whatnot. Plus, as predicted, other shit's gone wrong in the team now, right? Like Shaw's injured, maybe Rashford's injured, you know, yep. Madsen's a fucking mess, like blah, blah, blah. Uh, who knows what else will go wrong, right? So it's not as easy to get him in as, as like planning to get him in. So I think, I have a feeling he's going to be like a pretty big differential in our teams now. Like everybody's bringing Grealish in, not Bruno. Uh, they're going to want to bring Mo in next. They're going to want to bring maybe KDB in right before they start bringing in Bruno. So. So I think with Casemiro there, if he's going to play more attacking, uh, I could see him having potentially some some good games. And the fixtures are all fucking good the rest of the season for them and with two more double game weeks. So, uh, yeah, I think this week could be an interesting week to to maybe punt on uh, on Mo. Again, uh, sorry, on Bruno. But, like, again, it's on Holland. <laughs> this is just if for some reason – I don't know. Maybe people are starting to think like catch up in their mini leagues now. What do I got to do? Normally people don't do this till a little later, but we all have like the same fucking team. We all just brought in Holland this week. We're all going to sell Madison to Grealish next week or whatever, right? Like I feel like every single transfer that happens from now to the end of the season is probably going to be like the same for everyone. So maybe it is time to start taking a pump on, on the odd person. I mean, it, it would feel horrible to bet against Holland in the form he's in right now. But if your goal is mini league, I mean, maybe you start taking punts now. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, so the takeaway there is I think we're both on Holland unless he gets some sort of, because the other thing is city play on Tuesday and then they're what playing Leicester on Saturday. I think it is. Yeah. Saturday, half five again. So and they have Tuesday Bayern. Is it Tuesday, not Wednesday? Oh, I thought they go Tuesday. This Wednesday. week is Wednesday, and next week is Tuesday. If I'm, I think that's right. Let me check. I had them playing on Tuesday this week. Hang on, uh, these things. Maybe I'm wrong then. Mm, yeah, Wednesday the nineteenth. Yeah, so he, oh, sorry, he's Tuesday first. Yeah, tomorrow. So he's got yeah. it's Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. I think yeah. that's quite a nice spread of games for him. If I'm yeah, honest. so he'll be fine. He should be. Yeah, fine. and he came off on seventy as well, right? And okay. he looked fine. I mean, he had the bicycle kick goal. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah, so it's, it's good. It's back to perma cap Holland time now. Unless you're don't really care about OR, you're more just trying to catch up to a mini league uh, leader. Yeah, I, I I think 33 when they play Arsenal, maybe people might go against that. Although, so I'm probably living in hope that he doesn't score a hat trick against us. Probably, but <laughs> yeah, if he scores five versus Bayern and, and, and looks fixture proof or not 
fucked up uh, RB Leipzig, didn't he? He scored like... Yeah, d- oh, don't wait. Rob Holden's going to have him in his pocket all match. Don't, that is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, j- just where you're talking about sort of catching up on league. So, sort of as we talked about, I've not had a... Yeah, well, had a bit of a disaster in the middle of the season and trying to catch it up. But like this week, I went from like 320,000 to 270,000, like a 13% rank increase. And I look at it and go, but a lot of things went my way because I'd like Zuma got six points, which maybe we didn't expect. That was a little bit lucky. De Gea got a clean sheet, whereas most people had Kepo or someone. So that was probably worth another three points. I had Haaland captain, which unusually there's only what 120% EO near me or 140, you know, near, near the top. So actually, you know, his points are actually worth a bit more than they normally have been when he's been perma-captain. You know, Tony, who I don't have, missed a penalty. I know he scored one, but he missed one. Salah, who I don't have, missed a penalty. I know he scored another goal, but, you know, you know, you know, those things don't happen that often. I know Martinelli probably hurt me the most. Saka blanked. I don't have him. That was a big one I don't have. Yet even with all those things going my way, I didn't get, gain that much, much of a rank move. So I think there was a little bit in what you were saying there, Kev, which is yeah. at some point, if you want to make a bigger rank move, you need to be a bit more... Out, out there with your decisions. Yeah, I had a gray arrow too. Oh, maybe I was like ten percent or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't describe it as a gray. I mean, I moved from thirteen percent movement is fairly. Yeah. It's well, it's not massive, is it? But it's a movement in the right. It's in the right direction anyway for once. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I've no because this is the point of the EO. It's not as much. Do you play the EO game? It's understanding how what your how much your team can move by the decisions that you make. I think it's as much that is kind of what I've learned this season. And look right. at this now, because I've played it before. I've just like, yeah, I'll just do whatever. And I have had it before where I've come back from a really poor position and finished quite high. But I do think I do think the game seems a lot harder now, now that there's so much information out there and you'll have people sure. just almost copy other teams, right? Which makes it harder. That's how it goes. Oh, it's not necessarily as much copying, but they can. there's so much good advice out there you can get. That you can, my my take yeah. is that the EO chasing teams it's harder for them. Like the guys that were top 10k before, and their strategy is like to follow the best, the top 20 legendary managers and do what the that that templates moves are. Like it'll just it, it's going to be hard for that type of you know contributor yeah. to get in the top 10k now. They're going to get like 40 50k ORs. Getting the top 10k, you need to have a little bit of originality. Like you have to take, like my style is probably uh, relatively template with a little bit of differential around the edges. Um, or the way I would put it is, I'm trying to, and and sorry, when I do that, what I'm trying to do is get the next guy in that I think will become template for whatever reason. Like I could see everybody, like of. Uh, 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 when I brought Odegaard in, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to bring Odegaard in in like the next two, three weeks. And I got him in and then he slowly became template. And same with Sacco when I moved to Saka. I feel like I did it a week or two early. I'm like, yep. I know it's a differential now, but I feel like everyone's about to bring him in for this reason or this reason. So Sort of like when we got Watkins in, right? We got Watkins in well. Exactly. Like I'm trying to get to the template like a week or two early. And sometimes that's impossible. Sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know. Fuck! I just got to get Holland in. Everyone else is. My season's gonna be over if I don't do this. Fine. There's there's players like that, but then there's players like, do I go Martinelli? Do I do like taking a hit to go Saka to Bruno? A lot of people were like, oh, I can't sell Saka. Bruno's numbers are shit. Look how many more goals Saka has. Blah blah blah. And it's like, 
yeah, but no doubles. Fixtures aren't great. Jesus is back, and he seems to have this, like, chemistry with Martinelli on the left. I don't know. Like, I, I don't remember us all having Saka when Jesus was playing before, right? Like, is there something to that? I just felt like go Bruno now. And I, I now that's a little different because I don't know if Bruno will become template. It probably won't. I feel like people are going to skip that and go straight to Salah now. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So, Kev, differentials. Do you want to go for yours? Yep. I have the docs thing open on my phone and it just keeps locking me out. Fuck. That's why you have to take a sec here. Okay. So, first one is Martinez, defender for uh, Man United. I think he's probably actually legitimately coming into people's thoughts now as yep. uh, Chilwell's being benched and. You know, maybe Shaw's injury depends how bad it is, or maybe you only have two men united, or maybe you're going to sell Rashford for somebody and you're like, oh, I got an extra spot now. Uh, I mean, he's 4.5. What's nice about him is like the other week he got the three bonus, even though he didn't get any attacking return. Uh, I think he's relatively nailed, right? Although there there is a little bit of shithousery going on back there the last few games, like Maguire starting and stuff because yep. – I think that was more about they they uh, didn't have the height to f to compete Everton on set pieces or something was the theory. I don't know. Okay. But you started. And then my other one is uh, uh, Edward, who I know went off with a knock, as you mentioned. But at 5 million, 1.8% owned, excellent fixtures, and just Palace seem to have their groove back. Uh, but but mainly it's uh, this guy's on my radar for when I decide to sell Kane later. Uh, and yeah. come down like he's the cheapest i'd go i wouldn't go below him to that guy on everton they, they got bournemouth last game or something i dream that <clears throat> was that everton oh, no, it's everton got them last game but i've got in yeah palace have fulham in 38 that's a far oh they've got forest at home last game of the season bournemouth, fulham forest <clears throat> they got tottenham away in 35 but besides that dude it is like West Ham at home, Wolves away, Everton. Yeah, we've seen 36. The 36, it's Bournemouth at home. Yeah. Then it's Fulham away in 37. Yeah. You might not play them then because you might have doublers. And then you've got Forest at home, 38. The nice thing about that is, although no one's beached at the moment, you might get some beach teams by the time we get to 38. Right. And, and okay, okay, that might include Palace, but Palace might just go out for a bit of fun. And if he's playing, and yeah. it, you, you never know what's going to happen there. So I, I, I kind of like having a player that has got a decent fixture in 38 who might not play every game for you because right. you might want them in 38 when, when like, you oh, know. One of your differentials who I saw you'd already done, I'm so I didn't pick him, uh, is who I think I might actually go to for my forward spot if he's still there as a pun. Why don't you tell the listeners who that is, Chris? It is Anthony Martial, 6.3 million, 1.0% owned. And I've had both my picks all about if Rashford's not back, then I think, you know, Martial becomes a legitimate option. Clearly, there's the caveat of this guy is injured a lot, right? And But but I've got the sense that Eric Tanhag likes him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just needs to prove his fitness. So It's a fitness issue. The price is great. The way I would probably work that would be to change, uh, say, Rashford's fit. I would actually still consider going Bruno to Mo and uh, Kane to Martial. Um, the the uh, other move would be this week going Madison to Grealish. And I sort of looked like, if I get Grealish, I can't get Mo unless I sell Bruno or Grealish. 
assuming Rashford's fit, right? Like, Rashford's fit. I'm not selling him. He's fucking un unreal. <laughs> I want him the most out of all those players. So, you know, do I want Mo, Grealish, or Bruno? I probably want Mo, then Bruno, then Grealish, right? But the thing is, we're all getting Grealish now. Because yep. it's just the two sexy weeks. So, you know, and Madison sucks and he's the same price. So if I did that Madison to Grealish move now, would that be like a, you know, it, I wouldn't want to sell him if I'm bringing him in. And part of the reason I'm bringing him in is he's got these two double game weeks, uh, Grealish. So would I sell Bruno? Maybe if Martial's still fit, maybe I do that. So I actually think Martial is potentially in my plans, like for real. Yeah. No, he's, he's yeah, it's, and we're talking about getting in, and although we got him as a different differential for this week, he's probably a guy you're not going to get until 34 once you've got a bit more information. 33, 34, when you've got a bit more information and you're playing your hand for that double game week 34. And in my head, in an ideal world, I roll in 33, give myself two chances in hand for 34 so I can work with the optimal information to get as many of those doublers that I want as possible. Biggest problem we have right now, Chris, I think a lot of people will probably be in this scenario, is I if I wasn't free hitting next week, I would love to roll right now, but I have to use a transfer. And every transfer that I see myself making um blocks of blocks of move down the line. It potentially fucks something up later if I'm not ready for that. Like I feel like if I make a transfer now, I almost want to know exactly what I'm gonna do for the next like five weeks of transfers because if I if I do Madison to Grealish, but it, but I for sure want Mo, I'm gonna be flipping Grealish right back out. It just feels like a waste. So then I should almost like just make Kep a, a better keeper or something. You know what I mean? Or like change Chillwell. Like some people are like, oh, Chillwell was subbed uh, or benched. I should get rid of him. And I'm like, dude, he looks pretty fucking attacking when he's playing, and he's got a double game week in a week where a lot of other players don't. But Chelsea also have really shitty fixtures beside that. So I don't know, man. And like, I'm looking at my D this week and it's not pretty, dude. Villa away for triple Newcastle is not good. Uh, Stupinen has Chelsea away. That's not good. And then Chilwell has Brighton, who are probably going to smash Chelsea. And he might, and Chilwell might not even start. Like I, I'm expecting zero clean sheets this week. And I, like I'm leaning on, um, did, did you get to say this? Grealish anyway, but this is all running through my head, and 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 like it, I know we're talking about differentials right now, but it all ties in. Uh, well, let me just wrap up the differentials. So the other guy I've got is Jordan Sancho. So as I mentioned, it's all about Rashford. If Rashford's not there, Sancho's starting to start games. He's starting to get decent minutes. He may well be the guy that takes Rashford's spot if Rashford doesn't come back, and he's seven point one million. So pretty much the same price and he's three percent owned so kev we've kind of talked a bit about you've kind of so we've got a handful of questions from sandy carl and brian we kind of touched on a few of them so let me just have a quick look to see if we can um are you going to give me a question of the week though oh gosh you skipped that dude oh i see you i told you, you i told you you loved it I knew you, you loved it. I do. I've, I've, I've got a few written down. I've got a couple set up for the following weeks as well. I've been doing a, doing a bit of research. I'll give you a really easy one. Oh, Which boy. Brighton player has got the most goals in FPL this season? Oh, fuck. Brighton player. That's tricky, dude. Do you know any Brighton players? Yeah, but there's like a... <laughs> there's like different... 
eras of Brighton players just in this season. Like we all have Pascal Gross the first ten game weeks. You know what I mean? Like anyway. So I'll I'll let you ponder that while I go through some some listeners' questions. Uh, anyway, it serves you right if you don't know the answer because uh, I had forgotten to ask you that question, but uh, but I had written it down. So, um, so Sandy Radford and actually and Brian kind of have a fairly similar questions. So I'm going to ask them both. So Sandy's question is: If you had both Shaw and Rashford, would you prioritise switching out? As in, would you sell Shaw? Would 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 you sell Rashford? And he is thinking Shaw to Ake or Rashford to Grealish, which I think, as you said before, is a fairly popular. Would you do both for hit? So that's kind of Sandy's question. And Brian's question is very similar, because he said, with Shaw and Rashford injured, would you change them for two City assets now or leave them on the bench? I kind of think they're all sort of interconnected. So that's the that's the sort of the breadth of the question, Kev. What, what are your thoughts on that? That's tough. Uh I so I don't have Shaw, but who cares? It's not about me. Uh, I think it depends. If, if, so it if people are a lot of the questions the last few weeks is it depends if you're free hitting in thirty two or not. But for this one, it really depends. Like if you're if you're free hitting in thirty two, I'd be inclined to just bench them this week if the presser uh, comments after the Europa is um, you know we'll see or it's not as bad or we're, we got to run some more tests we'll have another look later this week or something i'd probably be inclined to keep him if i was free hitting 32 because you know it's it's not it's like two weeks until you actually need him anyway he, they could be better by then right uh i'd be more inclined to keep rashford i just think he's like an absolute stud this season excellent value we've all got money built into him and uh, i just i don't know but but there's way more replacements for Rashford. I, I find in D, there's just not as many places to go, right? Like, I guess if you had a transfer to burn, uh, I would just go Shaw to Martinez probably. Just be done with that. Because the problem with this muscle injury is it could re-aggravate itself. And um, what's the guy's name who who's Shaw's replacement? Malassia? Malassia, yeah. He looked pretty damn good actually the other day, and he and didn't he get all three bonus. Like, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I feel like maybe they're not going to rush him back, right? If they're winning these games anyway. I mean, they yeah. fucking pounded yeah. Everton. I, I agree with that. And Shaw's been playing centre back. And the other thing about Martinez is when Martinez hasn't played because he because I had Martinez earlier in the season, and of course that's when he started not playing. And Shaw started a couple of times ahead of him because remember Shaw was playing centre back for a little while post World yeah. Cup. Really? But I kind of think. If Shaw's kind of not great, if they're going to keep him for the the cup games, I think. Yeah, be wrong because they so. they're Man U's a team that we're a little worried about rotation later too. So I'd still probably just wait and see on them both if I was free hitting in thirty two. Like we, I'm assuming you, I'm assuming Sandy and sorry, I don't have the thing. Brian, Brian, I'm assuming you guys probably have decent benches right now, seeing as we just bench boosted. So I, I would hope you'd be able to get through. If you're look, if you're not free hitting in 32, I would be inclined to sell Shaw. I think, and keep. If the news is, hey, maybe they'll be back soon for both of them, I'd probably sell Shaw. I'm pretty certain they must. But then the problem. Sorry, then the problem is you can't sell them to Mar Martinez because you probably need to sell them to somebody that plays in 32. 
I'm pretty <laughs> certain that I'm pretty certain they're free in in 32 because they're talking about both moving to Man, Man City assets. So yeah, think. there you go. So I would just wait then, I think. If so, the news is like Rashford's fucked, then yeah, move him. Or a shot's fucked, then yeah, move him. Yeah, and so just pick it up. I mean, I wouldn't do both for a hit. I think it's a bit too, you know, not one of the pun, a bit rash. Um, and I think if I had to do one, I, in a, you know, coming to some discussion, I'd probably go Shaw to Ake. I think. Yeah, depending on the news, I think Shaw to Ake. Um, because I with more on the on the basis that Rashford's going to be okay. Right. Um, so Kev, yeah, it's interesting you're thinking of Rash. It look, sounds like you're going to go Mad- Madison to Grealish, and this is so we're in a very similar conundrum because our teams are very well, very very similar. Um, I am thinking of actually, despite me just saying I would sell, I'd probably sell Shaw over Rashford. I might go Rashford to Grealish this week myself anyway. Really, and the, so the downside of so. The downside of going Madison to Grealish is in 33, if Rashford isn't back, and then you start a question mark, he's been ready for 34. Because that's the that, that's that's what it comes down to. Um so actually perhaps my advice is so Rashford. Um so apologies, <laughs> Sandy. I'm sort of changing my mind as I'm talking. I the the reason why I do that is I then get Madison at Leeds in 33. I know Madison's yeah, not been great. Fucking sucks right now, man. Yeah, but Le- but like, they he might... hasn't returned in like since game week twenty three, man. But they might they might get a new manager bounce and Leeds capitulate. Yeah, the weekend. maybe. Uh, I was and... thinking about Dean Martin if it's him because I mean he had Grealish at Villa, right? Madison's sort of that guy. Yeah. So, but I, that's a stretch, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's Dean a Smith, by the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I say Dean Martin. <laughs> Dean Martin isn't that a famous actor or something? Fuck yeah, he's like an old actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, that that's that's kind of my so. I think I'm going to go for Grealish. The just, I mean, we I was sort of talking about a lot about Man City assets. I have considered going to. I partly I've half thought about Sancho. And maybe not mastering to that, but I am thinking seriously about going McAllister. I'm just going to uh, Brighton. Who mid. would be your third mid for Brighton? Yeah, who would be my third mid for Brighton? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like what that. I like about that is that just gets a bit more money into your team because obviously it's a bit cheaper. And you know, he looks pretty much. You know, Brighton have got a lot of games coming up. You know, McAllister versus Grealish. Maybe McAllister's not that far off him. Oh, and he gets he next to game as well. Penalty this weekend, absolute fucking terrible, terrible. Exactly, record. he's on penalties. Yeah, he's playing in number ten role. He's playing in an incredibly attacking team. He's got an extra game. I am sitting there going, "Am I just being put off by the fact he's one and a half million cheaper than Rashford?" And then, then Grealish yeah. and Grealish plays for Man City. You can score lots of goals against anyone, but Grealish, you know, I know he. I agree with everyone. He is nailed in that team as nailed as you can get. It just doesn't mean he won't get a rest sometime. Well, he's nailed, but like Foden isn't. Fit. Like these guys all haven't been fit at the same time. Like the last time Foden was like really fit was like the last time Grealish was benched. Yeah, <laughs> Grealish and... started like eleven matches and Foden's been injured for like eleven matches. You know what I mean? It's a bit like England, though, isn't it? England's Foden or Grealish, isn't it? And Man yeah. City's looking a bit like that as well now. So I do think, I mean, classic. Everyone's bringing in a Man City player. You know, he's just going to get dropped now. <laughs> Yeah, so which is why I'm seriously considering McAllister. 
That's interesting. I already have three Brighton, but yeah, I think if you were to take like a 30,000 foot view on like the macro of FPL, like I'd probably be targeting Brighton and Man United over all the other teams still, like including City. Yeah. They just not only are, do they have at least as many double game weeks left as City, but the rest of the fixtures, at least for Man United, are, are the best fixtures possible. And they're just more nailed than the City players. Yeah, Like Matoma, March, McAllister, all more nailed than any City player, right? Yep. Rashford, Bruno, um, more nailed than any City player if fit for Rashford, right? So I do think that, I just think, I think everybody loves Jack. Like I love Jack. I, love, I just like him. And yep. the fact he's been returning now, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And he's not that expensive. Yeah, and like great. Madison's right there at that same price and same with Rashford. It's just, yeah, I think it's, I think that's interesting, dude. Like last week, uh, Brighton had Spurs. This week they've got Chelsea away. And part of the turnoff was those two fixtures were really shitty. But now after the, after the free hit, it's Forest Wolves, uh, sorry, Forest double game week, Everton Arsenal, which is probably a double game week with Newcastle, and then double game week Southampton City, and then Villa. So they got the best fixtures now because it's yeah. either a green fixture or a double game week. Yeah, exactly. And I'm it's looking just, at it going. The only downside is you're blocking us another mid, right? You're blocking yep. like potentially a Mo and. There's not very many good defenders available, and a stupid is pretty fucking good. So, like, I think you're blocking like a Brighton player elsewhere. I should say, right? Maybe that's also steal potentially, but I'm, I'm not I worried about the hey, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Well, we've got the hey, so we're only missing out on the double when, when they, when they. Well, yeah. I mean, it means we won't have a doubling goalkeeper in 36 or 37. Yeah. When, you know, but you'll have a stupid in or or McAllister instead. Exactly. That's a, yeah, but I mean, as I said before, it's sometimes better to do something slightly different. The thing is, uh, I mean, just picking up another question. So, Carl, I, mean, I think we can answer this question. So, Carl had a question which was similar to Sandy's first question. What would take you to switch out Rashford? If he was out for, say, two or three weeks, so may or may not be around for double game week 34, would you transfer him out now or bench him and hope he gets fit in time? I mean, for me, if I think he's going to be out for double game week 34, I will definitely sell him this week. That is kind of my red line. What's 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 your red line with Rashford, Kev? Well, if he's still questionable come thirty-four, I no, probably... if we find out this so oh. just for a bit of context. So we are on tenth of April, right? So yeah. he got injured on the eighth, so two days ago. Right. Their first game in game week thirty-four is Sunday third, thirtieth of April. So Rashford needs to be fit in three weeks' time and play both double game week thirty-four games to be ready. If he's definitely yeah. got a hamstring injury, he's going to be tight, isn't it, for three weeks? <laughs> no pun intended there. It, it wasn't actually. The... <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think, yeah, it'll. Uh, so I, I think if the rumors come out. You're saying like he probably won't play the double anyway. Basically, yeah. it's a legit hamstring. That's something to consider, I guess. And then. I just feel like Madison's so shitty. I'm just going to sell him now anyway, just to okay. feel better. <laughs> and I, the I, other I, thing, too, is as prices drop to, to retain value, like it takes two price drops for Rashford for me to lose money. It takes one for Madison. 
I think at this time of season, I'm not even looking at the price. Yeah, premium. I know, but it's still, it hurts you more when their prices are falling than getting in early on someone. If you can stop like full 0.1s hitting you, like especially if it was to go down two or three times in a week, that really dents your plants, man. Yeah, I, I think and, a lot of my the other plants... Thing too is if, he, if, sorry, if he come 34, say it turns out he's not ready, that's a vital position that I think you probably end up being okay taking a hit uh, to get like Bruno in or Mo in or something like that come then. Like you'd probably repay that Rashford hit. Uh, so I'm not worried about waiting. It might not. The thing is, it might not be that bad. So it, it, I guess this Thursday, we're going to get the Europa news. Hopefully somebody asks about Rashford. And if he says, yeah, it's good. Uh, a couple weeks at least. I'd probably consider selling him if he said that. Yeah, but if he says, you know, it's okay, maybe a week or two, like I'd probably just hold him and wait and see. Yeah, and I guess the thing with Rashford is, right? He, I mean, the thing with Rashford is you can bench him quite easily in 33 because Villa have got Fulham at home. Yeah. Spurs have got Man United at home. So, you, and obviously you play Haaland at home to Arsenal. You have two Brighton mids. You've got, um, you'll have Grealish in the world where you sold Madison to Grealish and you'll also have uh, Bruno at Spurs, won't you? So I think yeah. you'd be right. Yeah, you can carry him through the bench, can't you, to 34 as well, which is also worth bearing in mind. Um, okay. So picking up one of Sandy's other questions, is Harland, Alvarez, Watkins a viable front three going forward? I think it's an interesting question. I think yeah. having Alvarez, because Alvarez could, you know, he's similar price. He's what, about six million, isn't he? So he's a similar price to Martial. To Martial. So it does work in the world where you use Martial or Alvarez to create that uh, uh, Salah money. So I'm not against no. that. I think Alvarez will get decent minutes. Maybe. I, I think for that spot, I'm it, like, it's, it's, Going into game week 34, that I would probably be making that decision. So I'm just yeah. probably gonna not overthink that at this time. I know it's gonna be around that dollar amount or pound, quid amount or lower, but yeah. you know, I don't I don't wanna overthink that at this point. So I'll say sure, fine, yeah, Alvarez is fine. I like him a lot more when Holland's injured. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I I probably won't go there. I'd probably rather have a more nailed guy but the thing is you saw you end up with the bit that i think we end up with the bench heading with our midfielders and forwards because you then have harlan because i think because watkins games aren't amazing in 34 and 37 which is when you might play alvarez in the doubles yeah, yeah. and then i think all your midfielders you're too brighton you're grealish you're salah you're um bruno what, what whatever five you've got you're probably happy playing those five every week anyway yeah and so actually, and Watkins looks like he's a season keeper. So that's why I don't mind Alvarez too much because I kind of see him as a bench outside the doubles. That's kind of just to add to my thought process. There. Yeah, it's hard to find a forward that's cheap that doubles in at least one of the weeks. I mean, I mean maybe I Ferguson. I mean, I'm kind of ruling out Ferguson, but maybe Ferguson gets as many minutes as Alvarez. Yeah, maybe. And, and I mean, here's, the... here's the thing: you wait to 34 because maybe Welbeck's injured by then, or maybe Ferguson's injured by then, and Welbeck's the the play. Like, 
it's a ways away. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just think you'll wait. I wouldn't like move to that player now. So yeah, maybe Alvarez is a good option, but I wouldn't buy him now. I would wait till it, like the likely scenario that you're selling Kane to fund Mo or, yep. or Bruno or whoever you don't have. And uh, you're moving down to a player at that price level and then use all that information at that time. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it now. I, I guess the only way you need to worry about it is if you're going to get McAllister for you, it would block Ferguson or Welbeck. Or if you're going to get three city right now, it would block Alvarez later. Right. But besides, besides having that team's position available, you know, I wouldn't overthink it now. Yeah, that's fair. And just, just, just talking as through as we as we're going through it, I am the downside of selling Rashford now is, and then he somehow becomes fit is you then get one in back, and then it's a way to transfer, isn't it? And that's the that's the that's the risk you run. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess technically, even if Rashford missed thirty four, he could be fine for thirty seven. He's going to be a great pick. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, should we keep our faith in Bruno Fernandes was one of Sandy's questions. I think the answer is yes, right, Kev? Easy. I think you talked enough about him earlier. He looked fucking unreal. Um, yeah. He could have he, um, he braced on against Everton. It's frustrating. He didn't score, but like the people that don't have Bruno pretty much kept Saka, basically. And he didn't do anything either. Yeah. So, and I know he almost had a big haul, right? If Apparently, if Trossard would have passed to him. Yeah, I didn't see the game actually. It was out for this crazy weekend I had full of family stuff. But okay, so it's like shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Saka coulda hauled, Bruno coulda hauled. They didn't. It is what it is. The scenario now, what we know is Casemiro is going to come back, and that's really good for Bruno. If Rashford's out, we're going to get to see how Bruno looks. You know, probably very likely playing a lot more further forward and attacking. That's my guess. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe he still plays in the midfield. You know, Ericsson's back now too, right? <clears throat> so I'm assuming the midfield's going to be Casemiro, Ericsson, and what, like fucking Fred or McTominay or something or Sabitzer? And then the front three, I would imagine, is like Sancho, Bruno, Martial or Sancho, Bruno, fucking angry face guy. What's his name? The Brazilian guy, Anthony. Like, I feel like Bruno's going to play, though, isn't he? And I would yeah. imagine he's going to be in that front three now. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I think Casemiro coming back is big for Bruno. Okay. Uh, we've got two questions left, Kev. So Sandy asks, is Kepa a sell now? Nah, he's a I, hold. He's a hold for me as well. I think... Until he's actually lost the spot, don't worry. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, you know, I mean... The only way I'd sell him is if you sold him, sold him to like a steal. Yeah. As I said before, I do think steal is now, I think it's now his spot. And that creates a bit of extra cash that you need somewhere else. Like, I mean, all those things depends on your second keepers. A lot of people have done bench boost, right? And therefore you've got two playing goalkeepers. I mean, the, the yeah. only, the, the only other player, I mean, if I was to wildcard now, I would be, I would have Edison's my goalkeeper, I would say. Definitely. Just so, because I like Martinez as a defender more than I like the Man City defenders. Yeah, agreed. But I really enjoy having De Gea, man. I'm liking this. <laughs> he almost got an assist. Yeah. It was like Bruno did a long ball to uh, Anthony, Anthony. And he just fucking muffed it. It was horrible. 
And then De Gea did a long ball to Anthony, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, this is going to be awesome. And he just fucked it up. And I was like, god damn it, man. That was <laughs> pathetic, dude. Both times was shit. Then Rashford, uh, I think from Bruno, got stuffed. But it was like a tough position, and it was well defended. And it was t- like the Anthony ones were like, dude, you should have scored on both of those, man was really unfortunate like again would have been that much more green arrow right like so many small things almost happened to have like a big week and they were like with the guys that i think you and i own that not a lot of other people own like bruno de Gea, right yeah yeah i mean we're in, uh, we're in a unique position where most of the rest of the like engaged managers all went shaw not de Gea, or or not bruno like one of those two is not in their teams for Shaw, right? And and then Shaw got injured, which sucks. But like it, it definitely like helps us, relatively speaking. I never want to benefit from that because it sucks. But like you know, you're in a position like, wow, this could help us potentially. And then your guys all blank anyway. <laughs> I guess De Gea didn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's how it goes, isn't it? I think. Um, but as I said, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things you kind of chip away at it. Is kind of where you are. It's that time time of the season that you need to chip away at the rank and just our hope team it. is so similar, dude. Like my green this week was basically because I had De Gea instead of Kepa. Like everything else is pretty much the same as everyone else. Yeah. So Carl, so he's got a team specific question. If you can see it in the notes. Um, okay. So he was going to do me to Ake this week, but if Rashford news is bad and with Chilwell being dropped. He's thinking of doing Chilwell to Ake, mm. and that would give him enough money to move Rashford and Kane to Salah and Greenwood, so basically bench fodder in game week 34. So for the readers, readers, for the listeners, yeah. um, he has Raya and Steele in goal, so he's got a double goal, double defender there. He's got three Newcastle, Trippier, Shaw, and Botman. His defenders are Chilwell and Maisie kind of given away from the question. His midfield is already March, Matoma, Grealish, Bruno and Rashford. So he's kind of already got the Grealish move done. And he's, he's got the classic front three of Watkins, Haaland and Kane. So what he's suggesting is Chilwell becomes Ake. Uh-huh. And then he would then allow Rashford out. Rashford to Salah and Kane to Greenwood. I'm not sure I'd sell to. I'm not sure. I, I think if you were certain that Rashford was definitely out in 34, maybe that's an okay move. I don't dislike it but i'm not loving having greenwood if i'm honest i so yeah a couple things i don't love greenwood i'd rather have someone and that's playing or maybe even doubling somehow i don't know who that there's no one that cheap on forward except for i guess technically ferguson i mean he's already got three brighton but yeah, I, I, like also, it. I like it i like your edward yeah but he doesn't have a double right that's the only problem i guess but he's got good fixtures and and right now he has a knock anyway so but the the other thing is I'm not willing to say Chilwell's dropped. They have a big Champions League game coming up. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Right. Like maybe we should wait a day or two before just assuming Chilwell's being completely dropped. Right. Because he went to a back four and didn't play wing backs, but they also got fucking beat up by Wolves. (laughs) Like maybe that's not a long term viewpoint of the team. Like I'm pretty sure when Frank was at Chelsea and Chilwell was fit, he was a staple in the team as well at at the time. Right. I think maybe he just gave him a rest. So I 
I, I don't think selling Chilwell, I, I view selling Chilwell as a bit of a panic move right now. I don't think it's necessarily the way to go. Plus, you need more news on Rashford. You don't need Mo yet, I don't think. Mo had an excellent, excellent... Uh, so he's, he's not getting Mo to 34, to be clear. Is he? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just... I guess he's I was, in the I was, thing where he's I like, I gotta meeting. make a move this week, though, right? He's already done the. He's already got the Grealish thing down. Like, what's the move I make then? You know, I, I think he's doing me to Ake, which is what yeah, it was. I, was I just, think me. To, I think that's yeah. the right move. I think it's overthinking going beyond that. It would be my yeah. thought. So I agree with me to Ake, what you're doing this week, and then yeah, maybe you make those other moves, but I don't think you need to sweat about them yet. Yeah, I think his point was he wasn't doing me to Ake, but he's thinking if I do Chilwell to Ake, it then gives me the extra money to allow him to do the Rashford and Kane move. No, Rashford I, to Salah I'd rather yeah. sell me. Yeah, I would rather sell me. I, I think I think the Rashford to Salah and Kane to Greenwood is a move. Even if you can do it in 34, you might come to regret anyway. And you can still get there anyway if we if we came to it, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you if you if, could move to Mo, he's got Rashford if he's hurt, you he could still get there. And the thing is, if you if you got to it and you went, you know what, I really, I really still want to really, really, really want to do the Salah and um Greenwood move in 34. I'd consider Raya to like an Everson. I know it's going for the world's cheapest ever goalkeepers. Right. That gives you the amount of money you would have got from the Chilwell to Ake move and then Rashford and the Kane move as you've talked about for a minus four. So there are different ways of making money out of that team. The only other thing I'd suggest one. is he only has two men United, so I'd consider me to uh, Martinez. That would free up a bit of money at least, right? Like Chilwell to Ake is 0.9, but me to Martinez is 0.5. I don't know if that helps him down the road, but it, it gives him 0.5. At least it gives him a bit of in the bank. Oh, yeah. If he does that, then he might then have the money to go the minus. So I think he said as long as Rashford doesn't go by 0.5, so he might just have the money to do that move. It might be very tight. We could then do Raya down to like an Everson. You could then do the minus four of Raya down to Everson, Rashford to Salah, and then Kane might be able to be like an Edward or someone that's at least a playing forward in case you need them later in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I prefer me to Martinez than Showell to Ake. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, and I, I guess that kind of answers the question. Of, I mean, for me, Chilwell's a hole for now, and it sounds like it is for you as yeah. well, Kev. I know that wasn't the question we got asked, but I kind of feel... Well, let's all the Champions League this week. I mean, maybe there's an issue with them we don't know about. But Frank, he came on Frank didn't, didn't give, like, any team news, yeah. <clears throat> uh, right? Because it was, like, notoriously little t team news because he just got the job. So this will be his first actual presser. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think we're done there, Kev, unless you got anything else to add. Uh just some interesting XA shit I could throw in. Like Man U, Pool, and Palace all had massive XG this week. Like Man United 4.39 non uh sorry, full XG. Uh Liverpool 4.64 versus Arsenal was huge. I know there's a penalty in theirs. Uh Palace 3.23. Uh, which is interesting because that's large, but they scored five goals. So they, they also like outperformed their XG quite a bit. Like uh, Elise had three assists, which is huge, but he only had an XA of 1.54, which is a nice XA. But it's not three assists XA, is it? So one of their goals, I didn't see all their, I haven't actually seen a lot of the goals, but uh, I would imagine it was fairly like low probability of going in and one in one of these, one of these Elise assist goals. 
And then Mo had a, a non-pen XG of 1.89. Plus, he had the pen in there. He had a fucking massive week. So he's definitely a player we're all going to want <laughs> here going forward. With, so obviously, I've watched the Arsenal-Liverpool game, Liverpool-Arsenal game. Yeah. And so I watched the first half live and then had Easter dinner and then watched the second half. So it's kind of what's known, known as a compromise in my house. Right. Um, <laughs> so I didn't watch the second half live. But obviously, I was nervous watching the second half, having seen the end of the first half when we somehow got <laughs> let them back into the game. Right. But then, sort of watching the game, I was like, we need some fresh legs, we need some fresh legs. And then we took off, like, Odegaard for Kiora, the sort of the the left centre-back that, you know, is the sort of the cover for Gabriel, we went to a back three. And then we took off Jesus for Trossard, and I was like, I can kind of see why, but... Sure. If, if he was fit, if I would have kept Jesus on because he was causing them all sorts of problems, I'd have taken off Martinelli personally and just got fresh, you know, you know, Trossard's as close to a Martinelli replacement as you'll get and, you know, fresh legs down the left. And I would have brought Tierney on at the same time. And as soon as we did that, we just sort of invited all this pressure. Yeah. They then scored. And then obviously, I mean, Ramsdale made two absolutely incredible saves, which is where oh, the, the massive XG comes from. Yeah. But I was reading the... the so a thing called Arse Blog, which is a very popular blog for Arsenal fans. A lot of Arsenal fans know know the guy that does it. And he was saying like between the 50-something minute and like the 81st minute, so just after we brought those players on, Liverpool didn't even have a shot on shot at our goal. So actually, although they were building pressure, they, we, were, we were holding them back. And I just, at the time, I don't know why I bought Kiora, and I would have bought on Jorginho. And I just think, so what I'm trying to say is if you could look at that XG, I think a lot of the XG for Liverpool happened in the last 10 minutes. Because they obviously okay. scored, the goal was basically uh, Firmino was heading into an open net, pretty right. much. Um, the one that Ramsdale saved at the end was literally someone chesting it down from a yard out, and right. then Mo had a really good shot that was saved by the keeper. So th all that would have been added to, I'm assuming, something like close to two xg, and all that happened right at the end. So there's a little yeah. bit of context there of we invited the pressure and almost blew it. Whereas you know, I just think we made the wrong substitutes at the time sure. happened. So that just 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 for a bit of context for you, for you there, Kev. But yeah, interesting stats, and as you say, the Palace one's interesting, which is why they're kind of on people's radars now. It's the classic because they don't have a double. We'll probably never buy them in, right? And they'll just keep scoring goals every week. And we go, oh yeah, we should get them in, but, but we won't. We'll, we'll we'll get some. Well, the only there. player I think might get on my radar is Jesus. If I have the money for forward, I don't think I'm going to have anywhere near enough money for that when I'm downgrading Kane to get Mo somehow. Like maybe well, if I had to sell Bruno or something, but well, but, I mean, perhaps I could get him if I went went the McAllister route, right? Because I just give gives you the extra. Well, cash. yeah, but the thing is, he has no doubles, and like I'd rather have, I'd rather probably still punt on Martial because of those doubles. But my my, uh, I had one question for you as as an Arsenal, you know, supporter and advocate. Like, what do you think that Jesus being back and that sort of like chemistry he has with the overlapping left winger? you know, Martinelli usually like, is that like having a direct impact negatively on Saka for FPL? Like is all of the creativity and opportunity and attack coming down the left now that Jesus is back? Cause I look at Saka's last four uh, XG weeks. They're, they're terrible. They're, there's basically like an XG of zero over the last four games. I think there's so First of all, I don't think we've got enough data necessarily. I don't think we necessarily have enough data. Um, okay. The Liverpool game wasn't a great... 
the Liverpool game is a strange one because, like, the Martinelli's first goal, it was it came down from the right, and then Martinelli was in the centre, and the the ball sort of bounced to him, and then he sort of took it really quickly and knocked it past the keeper. It was kind of like a half chance, not a half chance, but it kind of it was a bit of a lucky chance how it came to him. But yeah, I think there is something that Jesus does seem to create a bit more down the left than he does down the right. Uh, and, but Ben White looked completely out of it at the weekend as well. When I think it's as much around what Jesus does, but also around White and Saka and how they connect with each other. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's what we said before, though, Kev, that I just think the way Arsenal play, it just there's, there's a bit of rotation of who's getting the goals. At the moment, it's sort of a Martinelli, yeah. he, Jesus world. Yeah. And then I think in two weeks' time, we'll be talking about, oh, it's all about Odegaard and Saka again. Yeah, exactly. It's all about Saka. <laughs> so, so, so I, I think this is the problem for Arsenal's. So, although how fantastic Arsenal are playing, they do share the goals around, and I think that is the problem about owning yeah. their assets. Even early on, when we all had Jesus, he had that big fucking huge mega game with the two goals, two assists, and he got a few returns, but he didn't do that much. Yeah, his XG though. But I look at Saka. I mean, last this game zero XG. Game before he came on as a sub, played twenty six minutes, zero point zero zero XG. Game before that, he had that eighteen pointer. He only had a point three XG. Crazy enough, the game before that, seventy four minutes, zero point zero zero XG. His XG's just completely dropped. Uh, I don't know if it's the competition, but like, I mean, Leeds. Uh, yeah, but 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 Hayes only really played the last two games because he played thirteen and twenty five minutes in the previous two, which is why you don't have enough data really yeah. to make an assessment. But the previous two, I mean, he had the eighteen pointer, right? So, yeah, I just think, I'm thinking back to like early on in the season, none of us had Saka, so there's it's just some people just have this love affair, like oh, he's the highest scoring midfielder, and I'm just thinking like yeah, but he just became the highest scoring midfielder. It was like Rashford for a number of weeks. It was Odegaard for a bit. Like it's, it's, it's not like he's miles ahead in midfield. That seems to kind of change every two weeks in, but, in but, general, not just within Arsenal. But also, Kev, I'd say the team has evolved. Obviously, Jesus was new. We're yeah. playing a new start, sort of start at the start of the season. So the whole team was evolving. I think White, White wasn't a right back at the start of the season. Right, He was a centre-back. He's now made himself into a right back. Jesus only played the last two games. The okay. first, the, the game before, as you said, I don't think Jesus and Jesus was off before Saka came on anyway. Right. The previous games, so they weren't even on at the same time. And then the last game was at Anfield, which is a game you can't hard, harder the call. But also, it's we probably did, and we also targeted Trent right down the left. So there was a little bit of a bias towards the left. So I just don't think yeah. we have enough data. Is kind of what I'm coming to. Okay. But yeah, it's certainly one to what I, I I think it's a theory, but I don't think, as I say, I'm I'm not. 100% convinced by it. I just generally think we've just shared the goals around. But I would say Odegaard looked a little bit off the pace the last few weeks now. He's not quite pinging it as he was, you know, just post-World World Cup. Okay. Uh, the only other interesting XGXA thing was that Villa had an XA of 0.23. So, like, another really good defensive game. Like, their fixtures haven't been that great, but they've been putting up pretty good defensive. You mean stats. XA? Yeah, XA. You mean X? You mean XGA? Uh, oh, is sorry, it? XGA is what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Expected goals yeah. against. Yeah. This fucked so confusing. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, they've been good defensively. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, point, we, right? well, we we were right when we chose cash. It's just shame. Shame we got injured. We we just got the wrong Villa, Villa defender. Oh. If, if we if cash never got injured, I wouldn't. I would never even have. I don't know. 
It's it so far ahead, dude. We wouldn't have taken the hit. We'd have an extra clean sheet. To be um, fair, I got Zuma in, and Zuma's got 18 points while I've owned him. So I don't yeah, think he's had a great return. So I'm probably not too far off the points, had I? So I'm probably I'm probably only like worse off by the hit. So it's probably not right. made a massive difference to me, but yeah, I'm off by the hit and probably one clean sheet. And like right. I probably have a little bit more money in the bank because it's stupid and cost more. Yeah. But and you'd have the option of going McAllister or well, I guess yeah, I don't have you're, you're, yeah. And you'd be telling I me it's the world's I, greatest move going three three Brighton mid midfield this this week then. I, I don't I don't love it, man. I, I mean I do, but I just feel like I'd rather have one defender as well. Like they've been okay defensively and Stupid and looks just as attacking as those mids some games. So I'm happy to have them. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap right, it up there then. Yeah, man. Have I a guess week. It's a busy week of uh, Champions League and Europa, and then we'll we'll talk next week. And do you want to tell people what our potential plan is for our 50th pod? Well, we are considering doing a, a YouTube video pod if, if Kevin and I can work out the uh, technology, it can't, we worked out it can't be that hard, apparently. So that is the plan. Although it sounds like Kev, that's the weekend you're having apps where you're like partying and got your parents up and going to oh, weddings yeah, and stuff. Know, like a trip and we got weddings and shit. Yeah, that might be a tough one. It might be a tough one to do, but our plan is to have a go at a video pod at some point to have a bit yeah. of fun. Yeah. So maybe you're, it you're, seems you're, like you're, every you're... other pod has it, so it can't be that hard. Yeah, famous last words and all that. Yeah, so, exactly. so, 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 so you'll you'll get to see mine and Kev's beautiful faces on the pod, mate. So, or something, something just to be avatars. Yeah, or avatars, right? That, I mean, that might be better, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, man. Have, have, have a good one. Bye, bye. So, for those of you who are observant, you'll notice that we've got to answer question of the week this week. So, I messaged Kev afterwards. And he told me he thought the top goal-scoring player for Brighton was gross, and that's based on his performance at the start of the season. This won't come as a surprise to anyone, but Kev was wrong again. It's actually McAllister who has eight goals, Matoma has seven, and then Gross and March have six. Kev also added that he thought March was the top FPL point scorer for Brighton, which is correct, but that wasn't the question. So hard luck, Kev. Hope that's helpful for people and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.